Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Genesis. Hello there, friends and faithful listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast this morning with your host, Jen, and also with guest speaker, who actually is my mom, and this is Terry. So, Mom, why don't you introduce yourself to all the listeners out there this morning? Hi, I'm Terry, Jen's mom. (laughs) Anything else you can tell us about yourself? Um, I'm retired, and I do do a ladies' Bible study once a month. And that's you, pretty you much You write it. that, right? Half of it. Yeah. You help she writes half of that study with her um with her uh what is what is pastor's wife, yeah. We enjoy it. It's pretty fun. That's good. Okay. So we're going to be reading Genesis chapter forty five today, verses one through fifteen. My mom doesn't have her glasses with her, so I'm going to be reading this today. And I will be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible, but you can read out of whatever version you prefer as usual. So grab that cup of tea, which is what I have right here with me today. My mom and I both were drinking tea. (laughs) But um, let's go ahead and start reading. Then Joseph couldn't control himself before all those who stood before him, and he called out, Cause everyone to go out from me. No one else stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. He wept aloud. The Egyptians heard, and the house of Pharaoh heard. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? His brothers couldn't answer him, for they were terrified at his presence. Joseph said to his brothers, Come near to me, please. And they came near. He said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now don't be grieved, nor angry with yourselves, that you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. For these two years, the famine has been in the land, and there are yet five years in which there will be no plowing and no harvest. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant in the earth and to save you alive by a great deliverance. So now it wasn't you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh, lord of all of his house, and ruler over the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and tell him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me a lord of all of Egypt. Come down to me. Don't wait. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you will be near to me, you, your children, and your children's children, your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. There I will provide for you, for there are yet five years left of famine. Lest you come to poverty, you and your household and all that you have. Behold, your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother Benjamin, that it is my mouth that speaks to you. You shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt, and of all that you have seen. You shall hurry and bring my father down here. He fell on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept on his neck. He kissed all of his brethren and wept on them. After that, his brothers talked with him. Okay, Mom, I have some questions about uh, about this passage for you. Okay, shoot. Okay. So my first question is, in verses 1 through 3, Joseph starts crying really, really loud, so loud that the Egyptians in his house all heard, and then the house of Pharaoh heard. So why do you think Joseph was so emotional during all of this? 
Well, because he had missed his brothers so much and had really been hurt by what they had done, but he also had forgiveness, which was really cool and amazing. And he was going to tell him he couldn't control it anymore. And it seems like he waited a long time to tell him until they came back again. So maybe a year. He's been anticipating this for so long. Yeah. So why do you think that uh, Joseph had such a heart change and was able to come to this kind of forgiveness with his brothers? Well, I don't think it was an overnight thing. After all, he'd been in Egypt for quite a while, and he had a lot of experiences, a lot of humbling experiences in his life, and it God just brought him to the point of understanding what the purpose was and what God had for him and his family. Yeah, I agree with that as well. <laughs> kind of like uh, time heals wounds a little bit. <laughs> what do yeah, you think? I agree with that. It does. And it do- also helps you to think about things and see what part you may have had. Plus, Joseph and all of Scripture points to Jesus Christ and his forgiveness of the things we've done. Nobody comes to God perfect. Nobody is cleansed and perfect without Christ. And I think this just also points to no matter what we've done, in Jesus Christ, we have forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And would you agree that Joseph himself is kind of like a picture of Jesus? What what do you think about that? Well, I do think he is. I, I think a lot of things about him is, especially able to forgive. His brothers betrayed him. I mean, Jesus was really betrayed by people that were very close to him. Um, the forgiveness part and then the saving of the people alive. That's what Jesus did. It all points to him. Oh, yeah. I never even thought about that, the saving of the people. And that's kind of similar with with Joseph. He's saving these people here from this famine that had overtaken Egypt. And actually, it says most of the world, actually, this famine was everywhere. So Joseph, he says now to his brothers in verses five, I think all the way to Eight. Well, actually, he, he talks about it, this entire monologue he gives here, but he talks about how it was actually God who had sent him into Egypt, not his brothers. And that's a really fantastic thing to think of. You know, we don't often think that God might give us short term pain to like give us um, this kind of glory in the end, which was is what Uh, Joseph says, he says he has glory here. He says, where is that verse here? Hang on a second. Let me find it. Um, In verse 13, he says, you shall tell my father of all the glory I have here in Egypt. And so, um, so Joseph was brought to glory because of God's mercy, but God was the one who had sent Joseph into Egypt in the first place. So at the very beginning, when Joseph was sitting there at the bottom of that cistern in that pit, God had perfectly arranged that those Ishmaelite traders would go by at the right time. Judah would see them and Judah would be like, oh, there's some traders over there. Let's sell Joseph into slavery. Like God kind of arranged that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it even says in Proverbs that the mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs the steps. And if you see their plan, they were going to kill him. Yeah. And but God directed those steps. And Mm -hmm. another thing that I'd like to point out is that think about what Joseph was providing to the entire world. Bread. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Everything in scripture points to Jesus Christ. And that's what's so amazing. I I just, it's just amazing how rich God's word is. Yes, I do agree. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I agree. Um, yeah, I it 
it is true. You know, Joseph's story points to so many other um, passages of scripture all throughout the Bible. And I just, I think that's partially why I do enjoy Joseph's story just so, so much. It's just such a fascinating story. Now, moving forward here, it says uh, from verses six to nine, he wants his brothers to not feel guilt over what had happened. He wants his brothers to feel um, forgiven, honestly, which I think is even taking it a step further from forgiveness to also wanting his brothers to make sure they feel forgiven. So that was that's a lot of, uh, you have something to say on that? Well, I'm just thinking if you go back, he knew his brothers were repentant. Yeah. And that's where the forgiveness comes in. He knew it because he even said you would do that when Judah offered so it wasn't just this forgiveness and you can just keep on doing what you're doing. It was a forgiveness of truly repentant people that really were sorry for what they had done. Mm-hmm. And we know that Judah was sorry. You can tell that Judah, I think, um, among all of the brothers there, was probably the most repentant because he was the one who had suggested selling Joseph into slavery in the first place. And now he's the one that's willing to give his own life to make sure that that doesn't happen to Benjamin, who was a very similar case with, you know, as Joseph. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what else here? So let's see. In verse nine, after he is telling his brothers that they have been forgiven, that God had um, uh, arranged that Joseph go into Egypt. He tells his brothers to hurry and go home to the father. Now, I do want to ask one question. I kind of just thought of this a few minutes ago. I'm, I'm jumping back a little bit. In verse 3, it says that Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? And I kind of am curious as to why he asks his brothers, does my father still live? Because he had asked them that at the beginning of the time that they had come the first time. So this was only a day before he had asked them, does my father still live? And I wonder if it's because he didn't know if he believed his brothers, if if uh, Jacob was still alive or not. What do you think about that? You know, that's a really good question. And I think it goes back to the repentance thing, because if you'll notice, um, he wants them to feel forgiveness for what they did here with him. But... Um, well, I don't want to jump ahead into Genesis, but you when Exodus, We're no, Egypt. yeah, ahead further in the oh, story. Oh, okay, but okay. It, when Jacob is dying and he talks to his sons, he never brings up what Joseph, what they did to Joseph, but he does bring up other things that they have done. Mm -hmm. So I think it all has to do with where these brothers could be trusted. But that's just speculation. I mean, to be fair, that would cause a lot of trust issues. <laughs> I would think so, yeah. So. Being sold into slavery and thrown in the bottom of a pit, yeah. I think Joseph might have some trust issues. And uh, yes, he did forgive them, but still it's hard to hard to trust people all the time. Um, so anyway, now he wants his uh, family, going back to verse 9 here, to go back to the father, to Jacob, and he wants his family to come and live with him over here in Egypt. And he says to them, make sure you come down to Egypt as quickly as you possibly can. Live and dwell in the land of Goshen. You will be near to me, you, your children, and your children's children, your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. 
I kind of wonder, this is kind of off topic, but I wonder how um, Jacob was taking care of those flocks and herds during the middle of a famine. I can't imagine there was very much grass, so they probably had to get a ton of grain from Egypt in order to not only um, save their entire family, but also to potentially feed their flocks and herds. Well, I think that's why Joseph was in a hurry. He probably knew that he knew that it was going to keep going and that they could not hold out much longer because he even says so that you won't lose what you have. Doesn't yeah. He? So yeah. that's why I think he was saying come now. Yeah. Because he says here, um, I'm going to provide for you in Egypt. Otherwise, if you don't come down to Egypt, you will be in poverty. I think that's what it says here. I can't remember where I read that, though. Um, oh, yeah, actually, it was verse 11. It says, There I will provide for you, for there are yet five years of famine, lest you come to poverty, you and your household, and all that you have. So he wants them to come down as quickly as possible and live in the land of Egypt. Honestly, just be in comfort with the Egyptians and with uh, Joseph himself. And I'm sure I'm sure that Jacob would be would have been extremely excited to see Joseph again after 20 years of not having his son, believing his son is dead for 20 years. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, after this, in uh, verse 12, he says, look, you can tell now by looking at me and Benjamin can tell that I am your brother. You know, I'm not lying to you. I'm not pretending to be Joseph. I am actually Joseph here. Well, I kind of take it more again as the first thing you asked is, I don't know that Jacob might believe them either. Oh, and so that's mm -hmm. where I'm taking it from. But it could be either way. Potentially, yeah, he could. Um, well, maybe that's why he mentions my brother Benjamin, because maybe Benjamin would have been the one that could convince Jacob the best that Joseph is alive and for real because he was I, favored. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, yeah, he says, um, the eyes of my brother Benjamin can see that it, it's me, Joseph. And so he says, tell my father, tell Jacob of all of my glory here in Egypt and of all of Egypt's glory and all that you have seen. Um, hurry back and bring my father down here. And then after this, it says that he fell on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept. And Benjamin wept also. And he also kissed his brothers and he wept. And after that, his brothers all just talked with him. So they were probably catching up, wondering what happened to Joseph, how he became uh, basically the second in command of all of Egypt. And Joseph was probably telling them the fantastic story of everything God did for him after all of that crazy stuff happened with his brothers. Yeah, I'm sure they were pretty amazed. And maybe he was introducing his children and family to them. Oh, yeah. It's possible. Too. You know, all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. And maybe he was showing them where they're going to live. <laughs> that would have been That fun. is possible. Yeah. Yeah. So we will finish this up um, on Monday. We're going to talk more about Genesis chapter 45. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll end up uh, finishing the whole, the whole chapter here on Monday. So join me then at 6 a.m. or later. You do not have to get up at 6 a.m. to uh, listen to the podcast, but that is when I, um, when I air it. So join me on Monday and go to my website, www.p40ministries.com slash the blog and take a look at the blog post I will have up tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m. But thank you guys so much for listening. Happy listening and God bless. <laughs>